Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We've got a lot of college football to get to on a Monday morning. You're going to hear from the Utes and the Cougars and the Aggies. Uh, but obviously, we have to start with the news about Aaron Lowe, and we'll have more on this uh, coming up later this morning. But for the second time in nine months, almost nine months to the day, not quite, not by one day, but almost nine months to the day, a Ute player has been shot and killed. Just horrific. He was only 21 years old. Uh, you know, what happened with Ty Jordan on Christmas was obviously horrible. The irony that these guys are both from Mesquite, Texas, and they knew each other. And when Ty Jordan decommitted from Texas, uh, you know, Aaron Lowe helped, uh, helped get him to Utah. And that after Ty died and they did the Memorial Scholarship, the team wanted the scholarship to go to Aaron first. And he wanted to make sure Ty's legacy went on. And now we end up here and the team's going to go to another funeral. I mean, it's just horrific it is just horrific and you know for the guys to be going through the second time you could see it in all the tweets they sent out you know just the the grief the shock the sadness just everything and just a double dose of it it's just awful it was um you know there's a lot of rivalries and there's a lot of jealousies behind <laughs> behind closed doors in sports it doesn't matter what sport high school college pro um but there were a lot of tweets from Utah State and BYU, both official team accounts, and from Tom Homo and Kalani Sataki individually, and from around the conference. I saw Arizona State and Washington and UCLA, Oregon's coach, Mario Cristobal, even more I probably didn't see. And it's just, this is a lot for any team to go through once, and they're going through it twice. They lost another teammate. It's horrific for Lowe's family. Don't know the name of the other person who was shot, who's in critical condition. It's horrible for them. And we can go on for a a long list of people um, who have just been incredibly negatively impacted by this. I know some of you don't want to hear any more about this, and I'm about to, you know, end this. Um, And some of you do want to know more and would like to hear from the Utes. It's a bye week. They're not going to be talking today. They may not have been talking anyway, but once this happened, it was an easy decision. I'd have to go back on all the bye weeks. I think Kyle has talked sometimes, but not others. Um, but they're going to need some time here. I mean, this is just just unbelievably bad. Um, it makes everything about the game seem really unimportant. We all watched the game. We all had our notes and our talking points. And now, eh, I mean, they beat Washington State. They were, they were good enough in the last five minutes. I, I think the program was carried because of its success. And Washington State hasn't had any in the last two-plus seasons. You know, they only got a handful of guys who know how to win, expect to win, and the youths have more than that. And so, despite the seven fumbles, three of which they lost, four of which they recovered, another fumble that I thought was a fumble, but they decided the call on the field stood. They didn't have enough replay evidence on the Farthingham fumble. And they had other guys lose the ball who were ruled down, which I think were correct calls, but and they just could not hold on to the ball. And that, now, I think it obscured several things, though. I think the O-line played better. I don't think they played great. They still had some running plays, you know, wrecked in the backfield. Um, but they also opened some holes for some big plays, and they were able to move the ball. Now they get to the red zone, and something crazy, weird, and awful would happen, and they'd lose the ball. But they did move it. And, man, Kyle, you can see he's just the point now where he's just picking it. Hey, next running back up, who can carry the ball? And how about how about Curry saying the one thing I've learned in college is you got to stay ready. You never know. It's true. 
It's a lesson that needs to pass through this team. Every team needs to share that lesson. And we certainly saw it with BYU. My gosh, did they have enough guys go off injured? A couple guys early in the game, shots of them going up the ramp. Mason Wake was one of them. And then three more guys early in the fourth quarter. Trainers coming out for them. I lost track. There may have been more. Uh, Kalani did say that none of them were season-ending. Um, whether guys will be ready for Utah State, probably too early to know now uh, on all of them. Maybe a couple of them. They know they're a couple weeks or something. But uh, that was a lot of injuries. you got to stay ready. You never know when your time is going to come. And it doesn't matter if you're high school, college, or pro. you you got to be ready. Football's uh, going to be a lot of injuries. It's a really physical game. All right. Let's leave it right there. Let's hear from uh, Kyle Whittingham. This is after the game. Um and obviously before everything happened with Aaron Lowe. But here's Kyle Winningham's thoughts at the podium after the youths pick up the win over Washington State. They're 1-0. We heard forever they were 0-0. Zero and zero. Now they're 1-0 with two weeks to get ready for USC, who got blown out at home by Oregon State. Four turnovers. Lost 42-27. SC's got problems as they go to Colorado. The Utes head for a bye week. Here's Kyle Whittingham's thoughts on the win over Washington State. All right, first of all, credit our guys for playing the full 60 minutes. That's pretty much what it took. Uh, we had talked about that all week is, is uh, fighting for 60 and, and understanding it may take the full 60, which it pretty much did uh, this afternoon. Um, squandered a lot of opportunities for sure. I mean, we had uh, fumbles, red zone scoring chances that we didn't capitalize on. So there's a lot of things that, that uh, we continue to need to work on and we will. We'll keep addressing it. Um, I thought the defense played outstanding. Um, you know, you look at the numbers and and uh, really good uh, defensively, 318 yards. That's that's not a lot of yards in this day and age of football. That's uh, that will probably lead the Pac-12 if we can do that every week. So, nice job by the defense. Uh, great pick by Devin Lloyd. That was an outstanding individual play by Devin. Uh, we got after the quarterback, which is which is a plus. We hadn't done a a lot of that this year, and uh, we really did a nice job. Uh, I see seven, eight sacks here. So that that's a, a whole complete turnaround from what we were have been doing in the first three and that needed to happen and so the havoc plays on defense sacks takeaways were up and when that when that number's up we usually had a pretty good outing that's an indicator of that so uh, got some things to continue to figure out on offense um, we did some good things but we got to be a little more consistent obviously and obviously take a lot better care of the football that was the number one issue uh, without a doubt uh, this afternoon so uh, Covey gave us a little bit more in the punt return game tonight didn't or this afternoon didn't have a, a huge one, but uh, got us some good uh, chunks of yardage there. Um, I thought the O-line, we'll have to watch the film to, to make sure, but the O-line appeared to take a step forward. Uh, Bam came in and did a nice job at left tackle, and that was a, that was good to see. He came in and spelled uh, Jaron Kump there at the left tackle spot. And so, uh, you know, Cam, for his first complete game as a as a Division One player, uh, you know, was, was did some good things, but I know he left a lot out there, too, that he wants to get uh, – get taken care of and get better at. So, questions? What did you guys do on defense to allow you to get to the quarterback? You know, eight sacks, lots of pressure. Yeah, we dialed up the, the dose of pressure more than the, the first three games, and so there was more blitz. Uh, not a ton more, but but definitely more. Um, just had some really good performances. Uh, Junior Tafuna, who I was talking about earlier last week, what what a pleasant surprise he's been. Really uh, played well tonight or this afternoon. Uh, Mika Tafua got a sack. Van Fillinger got his first collegiate sack. So it was not a whole lot of... Uh, magic stuff. It was just a little higher dose of pressure and, and a better job by our front uh, getting home. What do you 
where do you go with the running back spot now? Just giving so many guys yeah. up with the ball on the deck. That's uh, that's something we got an answer to, to have an answer for. Fortunately, we got a bye week next week to get some of this stuff sorted out. Um, and that's a, that's a great question because right now Makai had to leave the game with an injury, and and uh, we've got to figure out what the what the. Uh, Pecking order and what the you know what that position group is, is needs to look like and is going to look like. Shoulder, upper body. Upper body, yeah, yeah. What do you say about Fletcher the way he did come in? I think it was all in the second half, yeah. 17 yards. And, uh... Yep, TJ came in and, and really did a nice job. You're right. I mean, the long of 60 really was the big one, but uh, he was very consistent. Uh, I thought Jaquin and Jackson gave us some good things until we, you know, put the ball on the ground in the end zone uh, or in the in the red zone. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had some carries by Chris Curry as well. He gave us a, a couple of carries, but but overall, we've got a really kind of hone in on that running game and find out uh, who's going to get the be the primary ball carrier and get the, the uh, carries. We'd like uh, Tavion Thomas to be involved, but again, he put the ball on the ground. It was uh, after the play had been blown dead, but you got to secure the football. I mean, that's the bottom line. You mentioned the missed opportunities. What was the feeling like when Pledger finally scored that touchdown put you guys up? Yeah, relief. I mean, it was like, yeah, okay, that's how we're supposed to do it. And then we also missed a short field goal that should have been a, a, a gimme chip shot. And so we, we left a lot out there. Credit Washington State for playing hard. They were, they were scrappy, played the whole whole four quarters as well. And and uh, but uh, you know we've just got we got a lot to work on. Kind of the same song and dance you've heard for the last three weeks. We're just going to continue to get better and and uh, be uh, you know be, become who we need to become offensively. Because right now we're just still a work in progress on that side of the ball. You made a switch at um, PAT with noise. I mean, is, yeah. that, is that going to be a consistent thing where he's now taking over? Good question. We'll see. You know, Jaden. Uh, when you look at the fall camp, he clearly beat uh, Jordan out. But Jordan has been coming on. Uh, Jaden's missed a few kicks this year, a couple PATs, uh, three field goals now, I think. And so it's all about what you've done lately. And, and uh, we'll have uh, competition these next two weeks and determine who the uh, kicker's going to be. I thought Jordan did an excellent job with his kickoffs tonight, uh, this afternoon. That was a big plus. No kickoff returns because he put them all uh, out of the back of the end zone. Was Jaquindon not ready to make an impact until today? Or was there something out there that you saw that, you know, that he fit there today? Well, we, needed, we just felt we needed some more weight to, to run the football and uh, you know the Q run game is is obviously you know when you do the math you get the extra hat in the box and it negates uh, you know what the defense can put in the box and so it gives you better numbers and and uh, you don't want to run uh, you know cam to death and so that was a way to supplement quarterback runs with uh, another player a wildcat if you will I guess is what you could call him. Reed kind of came in there today and played great for you guys, leading you in tackles and really set it up. Karani played very well. It was his first uh, opportunity to play collegiate ball. We were down three defensive starters with Vianney, uh, JT, and and Nephi Sewell, and I thought all their replacements came in and picked up the slack and did a nice job, and Karani in particular. You were open as far as Washington State had pretty much open the build in the first half. What what changed in the defense that allowed you guys to kind of lock in and we just got better in the back end. Got started relating to coverage better with the linebackers. You know, we weren't relating to the in the zone coverages uh, as well as we needed to, and you know, getting disoriented a little bit and, and losing track of the routes. And and we did a better job of that in the second half. Plus, the, the dose of pressure got better. You know, we were, the quarterback was never seemed to be able to get comfortable back there because we were continually uh, in his face. We coach it every day uh, without fail, and. Uh, 
we're going to continue to coach it every day, and, and we just got to keep harping on it until we get the results we need. And it's, uh, you know, if you start talking about it too much, it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you just, it, it becomes a, a distraction. And so we just got to go back to work, uh, fundamentally carry the football like we've taught to do, and uh, we should be okay. Clark, Clark Phillips had another pick six yeah. straight down against Wazoo. What does that say about his play? Yeah, Clark uh, is a dynamic playmaker, and he's uh, he's got uh, a ton of ability. He's only got, uh, what, seven, eight collegiate games under his belt. He's playing like a seasoned vet, and uh, he it was a nice catch and a great return. I mean, he was uh, he showed some real moves in the open field and an ability to uh, to uh, return the football. Uh, given the chaotic nature of the week with Charlie and, and then the way this game played out, is this a good time maybe for a bye week to just take a breath? And it's a great time for a bye week. Couldn't be at a better time. You couldn't script anything better than right now having a bye week. And so that is uh, very welcome. And uh, we need uh, all the time we can get to regroup and, and figure some things out, like I said, and get some guys healed up. We also lost three safeties in the game today. We lost Vontae Davis. We lost Brandon McKinney. And we lost Cole Bishop. And so we were down. We didn't have any more of the two that were in the game with the last two we had. And so if we had lost another one, uh, Scally would have had to gone out there. Play, so. Does any of that appear to be long? We'll find out. We, we hope not, but we'll find out. How important is this win for you guys? You know, after the tough non-conference two losses in a row, and the, you know, you preached this week about just refocusing on Pac-12 play. Right, huge. It was a huge win for our program. Huge win for our players because they've been working hard every week, and it's great to see them get some uh, results for and uh, as a product of their hard work and and the and the way that uh, they approached this past week, their, their attitude, their mentality, their work ethic was as good as it's ever been. And to, you know, to see them gain that, uh, get the victory, and, and show the, you know, the, the proof of the of the work, that was great. Coach, you mentioned how big the five is coming up for you guys. What does it do for you guys when you have an extra week prepared for a big game into a season? Well, first of all, it allows you to get some guys healthy, get some guys rested. This comes at a, a perfect time, as I mentioned, for a lot of reasons. But you also, when you look at fall camp and then four games, and we got eight games left, this is almost right in the exact middle of that uh, entire process. And so it's going to be great to give our guys a break and uh, let them heal up and get their legs back underneath them and, and uh, again, figure out some things that we got to figure out in some position groups. So it's uh, it's going to have a ton of benefit for us. Was the timing of today's game? weird no it was great no love earlier the better that's that's always my attitude there's there's uh we play at 7 a.m literally I mean, if you said we play at 7 a.m we would and so uh love day games i know sometimes you know for the fans it's not as uh, convenient and we're sensitive to that but bottom line is we have no control over it so you just play them as they unfold all right there is kyle whittingham after the win over washington state when we come back you'll hear from utah state the aggies going down to defeat at home against boise state we'll get to that next it's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies welcome in BYU to Maverick Stadium for another chapter in their long rivalry with the Cougars. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action, beginning with the Aggie pregame show Friday at 6 on 1280 AM, with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, Utah State. Man, averaging 41 points a game, making big plays. Couldn't make big plays. Couldn't get the ball in the end zone. I thought the defense played well. 27-3 loss, and the defense clearly was responsible for 10 of them. The special teams for 7 with the fake punt. But the defense was pretty good. The offense was responsible for 10 of them with the turnovers. Uh, here's the head coach, Blake Anderson, after the game. Coach, not very often do you have uh, 20 more yards of total offense in a team, but end up losing uh, losing a game like that. Uh, talk us through some of the, and especially in the first half, some of the mistakes that that uh, unable to capitalize on points and drives of getting getting inside the uh, inside the fifty. Yeah, just um, and just never could really really maintain the rhythm that we create. We'd, we'd make a couple big plays, get some energy going, and false start, uh, busted protection, tip ball up in the air. You name it, we we kind of we were um, just kind of bucket of errors today. Just just a little off. And and every time it seemed like we'd get a little momentum where I felt like we could get something going, we would uh, we'd find a way to derail it. And we had more of those kind of execution mistakes today, offensively probably than we've had combined in the first three weeks. We executed way better defensively than we have uh, at times in the last couple of weeks and kept us in it, but we just couldn't pay it off offensively. You know, we should have at least got field goals. We didn't do a good job there, protectionally, and then a bad kick. Uh, it was a frustrating game frustrating great game to play hard and, and have the energy and effort that we need to be competitive and I, I don't think at any point did we ever look like we weren't competing well but we definitely did not execute well and energy and effort alone you know it just won't get it done you've got to have detailed execution and we didn't get that today yeah I thought physically you, you matched up just fine I, I'm curious though starting in the second quarter you had you had a lot of success coach and throwing over the middle of the field it looked like they moved to a little bit more of a cover two in that second quarter is that what you saw as well and they tried to say we're not going to let DT and, and, and Brandon Bowling beat us over the middle well at times you know they bounced back and forth uh, you know we knew they would they would kind of bounce between those two coverages I don't know that at any point we were really really surprised about what we were seeing defensively uh, we did have success, obviously, at times at pushing the ball through the middle of the field. Um, we, we just couldn't we just couldn't have it consistently enough. They bottled up the run game at times, although the, we had a few big ones. And obviously, Calvin went for over 120 yards. But but it, you know they also forced some very frustrating short drives, gave the ball right back to them, and and, and just we didn't pay off what little momentum the defense was able to create for us. So. You know, one for four in the score in the in the red zone is is a great indicator. They were five for five, we were one for, for uh, four. You're, you're not going to win many games, especially against a really good football team. I mean, we knew their record was not an indication of what we were playing. They were the best physically built team that we've played this season, including Washington State. And when you don't execute well, you're going to get exposed. And and you saw that in areas tonight, really, especially in offense and special teams. But even at times, you know, defensively, we struggled to uh, to get them off the field when we needed to. Talk us through the uh, the the, uh, the fake punt call in the uh, in the second quarter and what you saw and and uh, and the execution of that. Well, we didn't execute it well at all. It's a calculated risk. You know, it's one I'd love to have back at this point. But, you know, based off how they were defending us in the first half, overloading uh, our, our punt team and, and really being aggressive, it, it was a calculated risk. We did not execute it well at all. 
chances of it succeeding, you know, based off of, uh, you know, that situation. Still, there's a risk involved, but we just hadn't been able to get anything going at that point. And so you're gambling a little bit to try to create a momentum play. We've had similar fakes at the same area of the field in previous years and, and come away successful and sparked our football team mm. and actually won games. And today, just we did not we did not execute it well. So um, that was on me. You know, that's a calculated risk that, that goes all on me. And, and, and I knew that when I called it. There was a chance it might not. Really just wanting the, the defense to, to force them to kick a field goal. Uh, if they can get that done, to me, that's, that's a win, and it's worth the risk in that particular environment. So, Coach, I, I'm curious. The, uh, at one point, you were five of seven on third down conversions, and in the second half, second quarter on, a lot of second and long situations where you, you end up running the football on those second and long scenarios. Is that dictated really by how they were playing, kind of more three on two on the outside? So that that dictates to you, we got to run the football. Yeah, I mean it's an empty box. They're they're doubling at different areas outside. There's you know really a, a very light light box. At times we popped big runs, but we didn't do it consistently enough in those situations, especially in the second half when we had to have it. I mean we when they empty the box and they're going to double and, and cover down and try to try to help their guys in the back end. We've got to pay it off by running the ball better and staying ahead of the chains and way too many long yard situations as you mentioned. Way too many. Uh, you know, difficult third down situations today. We we've got to stay be more efficient on early downs. Uh, and that probably led to. I mean, you started the game five of seven on third down, and then one of ten on your next t- ten third down attempts. And I, I got to imagine that's you know to your point in uh, getting behind the chains and, and having third and long more often than not. Yeah, a little bit of both. You know, we had some protectional issues. We 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 dropped a ball here or there. But they did a great job in, in adjusting and playing some coverages. And you're right, we were, we weren't efficient enough on early downs, and so we we're in long yarded situations, which definitely plays into their favor. So a lot of issues. Uh, the worst execution we've had all season offensively, obviously, and and you can see obviously I mean, the score. You know, it, it indicates that clearly. Coach, how how healthy or not was Logan Bonner coming into this game? I mean, he wasn't 100%, but he was healthy enough to play. Uh, he was able to put power on the ball. He's not a great runner. We know that. He's an efficient runner, but, you know, it, didn't, it, it did uh, probably limit him a little bit being able to be as mobile as he needed to be. Um, but he had, had the ability to put power on the ball. At times, he threw it really, really well. Uh, there, you know, there's some other ones that got away from him. I'm sure he'd like to have back, but his injury was not, uh, was not a factor today. What's the message to the guys in the locker room after a game like that? You know, get your head up. Let's go learn. Let's let's be coachable. Let's fix the problems. A lot of them self-inflicted. You got to give Boise credit. They did all the things they need to do to win today. But, but we made a lot of mistakes, and, and we we really didn't give ourselves a great chance to compete the way we want to. Uh, so you know, let's come back to work tomorrow and let's start uh, figuring out how we can fix it. And let's play better ball this next week. Nothing changes. Process doesn't change. The approach doesn't change. We just got to uh, we got to improve. From, from your vantage point, Coach, I mean, from up here, it looked like certainly match up physically just fine. Uh, you know, no problems there. Uh, did you see the same thing? Because in, in years past, you know, Boise State has probably been much more physical, much more uh, athletic than, than our, our squad. And, and it didn't seem that way tonight. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. Uh, you don't leave the field thinking, man, we just got manhandled. You leave the field thinking that we just made too many mistakes to give ourselves a chance to compete, and that's the frustrating part. If if you go out and you play great ball and you get beat by a superior, physically superior team that played good, you can still, you know, you can look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, man, we, we fought, but uh, just, just beyond frustrated and disappointed that we made as many mistakes as we did uh, today and, and really never gave ourselves – 
a, a great opportunity to be in the game the way we wanted to be. So, I, mean, I was really proud of the crowd. It's an amazing atmosphere. I hate that we didn't play well for them today. I hope they'll come back next Friday night. We're going to need them. Uh, it's, obviously, we know that's going to be a battle. And, but we'll play, we will play better. We will play better than we did today. Uh, and, 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 you know, the one thing about today is the guys continue to play hard. And, and as long as they'll keep playing hard and give us great effort and great attitudes, we'll, we'll improve on the, on the uh, execution and the techniques of what we're teaching. Yeah, I think that was what I was going to ask you, Coach. Uh, what did you see in the eyes of these guys as you challenged them at the end of the game and saying, hey, all right, okay, let's see how we respond now. We've been able to come back from double-digit deficits and, and win games. Now we weren't able to quite get that done here. What was the look in the eye of these, these kids as you looked at them in the locker room? You know, they're disappointed, uh, and they should be, but but very you know, a lot of positive, man. Hey, guys, keep your head up. Hey, nothing changes. Let's go to work. They're they're really saying the same things I'm saying. They're just they're just saying it to each other. Uh, you know, guys are disappointed, but but also uh, very very positive. And, and and you know, just some of them. Hey, coach, we got it. We'll pick it up. We'll get better. You know, I, I was very pleased with how they responded. Nobody likes to lose. You definitely don't, don't want to lose when you play poorly. But uh, you've got to respond the right way, and that's be coachable. Uh, be you know really detail the the mistakes and, and try to improve immediately and, and I thought that the attitudes and the body language and and just uh, the approach in the locker room with our guys uh, gives us a chance to do that now we just gotta we just gotta you know go through the process coach appreciate your time thanks for uh, joining us thanks yeah there's head coach Blake Anderson when we come back we'll hear from the Cougars stay with us it's game week for the Cougars and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. Kalani Sataki and BYU take their undefeated record to Logan for a showdown against the Aggies. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with a Cougar preview show. Friday at 6 on 97.5 FM with the post-game show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Baylor Romney throws for 305 yards and three scores. Here he is after BYU beat South Florida. Start by assessing your game, Baylor. How'd you, how'd you feel like you did out there? Uh, yeah, it definitely came out real fast. Had a couple of big plays, really carried some momentum for us. And, I mean, it's easy to do when you got guys uh, like we do up front and the backs that we do. The run game got started really early for us. Um, overall, pretty solid day on offense, but obviously we got some things to work on, uh, especially in the red zone, getting into fourth and goal a couple of times there and having that four and out on that drive. But um, pretty good day overall. How much fun is it to throw a deep ball to your brother and have it go for a touchdown? I mean, that, that's got to be a classic. You guys just got to dream about that, right? Yeah, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> Sean and then Mitch. Understated answer of the century, Baylor, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, when did you it, – it's obviously really, really tough – to uh to to kind of be ready to come in and not necessarily be the starter like in the first three games but when did you know that you were going to get the start this week and did you kind of have any any sense I guess in practice leading up to it with whether or not you know Jaron was 100% and that kind of a thing or did you kind of find out pretty pretty late in the uh calendar week um early on Monday I started taking reps at the one I didn't really know for sure or not what Jaron's status was going to be until 
uh, really Wednesday. But, uh, I mean, starting on Monday, I was practicing as if I was going to start this game. Taylor, do you feel like your or your opportunity to be in this uh, first team, you know, first team unit right now? Does it give you? Does it feel like it give you a chance to uh, compete for the job permanently uh, going forward? Uh, I mean, that's a coach's decision. I don't think anyone should ever lose a job due to injury. But again, that's in the coach's hands. Jay, and then Jared. Yeah, uh, Gunner, uh, was the script all along to come out just slinging the ball downfield like you did so so effectively? I mean, that's always a game plan. Run the ball, throw the ball deep, and it you know worked out for us tonight. Taylor, talk about the way the game started. To be able to score four touchdowns on four of the first five possessions and have a twenty-eight to six lead at halftime. That that. I imagine you're pleased with how the offense was able to do. Yeah, I mean, our goal when we touch the ball is to score touchdowns every single possession, and that happened in the first half. And, you know, things slowed down a bit in, in the second half for us. We didn't get very many possessions and didn't take advantage of, uh, I mean, that one opportunity in the red zone to score another touchdown. Um, but, again, overall, pretty good night on offense. That kind of touched about the other thing I wanted to ask. How tough is it? The offense is going well. And the other team just, you know, grinds out these long drives and you have to sit on the sidelines and kind of wait for your opportunity. I know you support the defense, but but just waiting to try and keep that momentum going offensively, how hard is that? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily hard to keep the momentum. It's, um, it's obviously hard when you don't get as many possessions like we did in the second half. But just being supportive of our defense, I mean, they've had our backs for the first three games and tonight we were able to have their backs in a sense. Um, but yeah, just, you know, staying warm on the sidelines as, as best you can and getting ready to go score out the next drive. There's BYU quarterback Baylor Romney. Now here's Puka Nakua, who went for over 100 yards receiving. What was uh, what was it like being part of that start of that game? Because you guys made some big plays, the, you know, scoring touchdowns on four of the first five drives. That had to be pretty fun as, as part of the offense. No, yeah, super fun. That's that's been our objective since week one to just come out and start strong, and we were able to piece it together and put together. We had, I mean, made simple adjustments to our game plan. I think we put a little bit more pressure on our receivers, and uh, I mean, we've been stepping up. But today was definitely a heyday for us. So it was super fun to get out there and sling it around a little bit and make some plays to the air. You had a chance there in the end zone there in the what the fourth quarter, a little bit behind you, and I thought you might make that one-hander. Is that one you think of and be like, man, I wish I'd gotten it, or is it just move on to the next play? No, that's de- – I mean, you never want to leave any out there, so I definitely – I mean, it really did kind of – I had you know, it made the stick noise as soon as it hit my club, so I thought I had it, but I, I don't think uh, I've ever had a ball kind of take me off my feet like that. I'm going to have to watch it on tape, but, man, Baylor put some heat on that. So, next time, we'll, we'll work it and uh, we'll get the timing and stuff down, but, no, I definitely should have came down with it. <laughs> it would have made a huge difference in that fourth quarter of switching them, but, I mean – we can't, we, we trust our defense and we left them in some situations where it wasn't the best and leaving them out there on the field for a long time. So we got to execute on our side of the, on our side of the ball and make sure we keep them well rested and ready to go. But we, we love those guys. I mean, they, they held it out for us and kept us going. And, and then Mitch. 
uh, Puka, uh, four receptions, 102 yards, uh, really nice performance from you. Uh, obviously, you were connecting with, with Baylor well. Tell us a little bit about your chemistry with Baylor over the last week. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, Baylor's always taking the reps behind Jared and stuff, so we knew – or. Uh, I mean, coming into the new team and stuff, everybody's always talking about how confident they are in Baylor. And uh, I was able to be a first-hand witness of that tonight. And our connection felt great. We'd worked, uh, we'd worked these routes during practice this week, and it was only perfect. I mean, in, in the, the look, the stutter look that I got, I mean, I put my head down and kept running. And the ball, I looked up, and the ball fell right into my lap. So there's definitely a connection there. And he was slinging it around to everybody. I'm looking here. Uh, we, we sling the ball around to a lot of our guys. And Gunner, obviously, the brother connection, you, you never get tired of that. So that was fun to see. And then uh, it was just fun to be out there to make for us receivers and tight ends to get more involved in the passing game to see it finally connect. And we're still not there. We know we're not hitting on all cylinders, but we're definitely making progress. That's for sure. And and one last thing, Tuka, it typically takes two, three, sometimes four defenders to bring you down. Like, what's your mentality when you get the ball and there's that contact there? And how do you drive through? Uh, I love the contact. I guess, I mean, <laughs> you guys know I've grown up with brothers. So I, I guess me being the youngest one, I always got hit and beat on. So I had to learn how to take the punches and run with them and keep going. So I, when they try to hit me, I mean, uh, I'm a big receiver, 6'2", I have 200 plus pounds. So, I mean, if you're going to hit me, I'm going to make sure you feel it too. So. <laughs> okay, for you personally, do you feel like this was a, a breakout performance for you in your BYU career that you can start to build off of now? Um. Kind of. I think it was especially, uh, yeah, definitely a breakout game. I think this, I mean, I'm not exactly sure, but I believe this is the first time I've broken 100 yards in my career. And it was so fun to do it in, the whole, in our home crowd. So it was super fun. But I'm still, I think we're, we're, we're right on the bridge of going off in the past game. So I'm excited. It was, uh, it was fun. I left some out there last week. So it was fun to come back and uh, kind of re-up. So it was, it was definitely fun. <laughs> When do you feel like you're you're at your best as a receiver? Like what what attributes do you feel like you you can provide to this offense on a week in week out basis as you get more targets? Um, I pride myself in being able to run all routes, being a little bit of a big receiver. So I know, I mean, the last week I'm still thinking about the Arizona State. I mean, early in the game we hit me on a comeback, and I did I wasn't able to get out of my break, and then we threw a deep ball, and so it was it was a huge a huge relief when we connected on that, that deep ball on our sideline. So it was kind of to get the little jitters out and kind of just like you said, the start of a uh, kind of my run and hopefully being more consistent and uh, ready for a bigger role to keep, keep pushing out. I'm excited. We're, we're, we're not hitting it yet, but it's fun for us to score touchdowns out in the receiver group for sure. Sean. Puka, how frustrating is it when uh, the other team's playing possession ball the way they did? I mean, really well, credit to USF, 35 minutes of possession, I think it was, but you guys only got out there for three possessions in the second half. Is that, I mean, were you getting itchy or antsy going? Because I know, I know you just want to go out and do your thing. So just how frustrating is that on the sideline, I guess? Um, it's not too frustrating. I mean, we trust our defense a lot and we see them every day. So knowing that we were down a couple guys, it was, it was exciting to see other guys step up and make plays. And then I think it was a learning opportunity for our defense. I mean, they've held a lot of good teams to under 20 points. So for them to kind of see what it was like against a different team and get uh, a lot of different looks from USF. Uh, I was excited to see our defense. I think they, they played really well and then they, they got a lot of things they can work on too. But I mean, that's why we play football as we'll come in tomorrow and figure it out and get ready to go again next week. Ben, go ahead. Luca, this is about uh, a couple of games 
prior Utah game. Can you take us through the, the celebration with your brother, the emotion, what it meant to you and Samson at that time versus Utah? We haven't been able to talk to you about it. So um, I'm sure you knew what the play was. And you kind of knew it could happen. But take us through your thoughts, your emotions, and what it meant to you and your uh, family. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, we, as soon as I seen the play go in and, uh, Samson was out there, it was just, it was just a matter of time. <laughs> I think I was somewhere on the 25 or 30 yard line. And as soon as I see him break out for his whip route, I mean, I was in a full sprint to the end zone and he came down with it. And I, I don't think I've ever had like such tunnel vision before in my life. I, from the sideline to where I hit Samson, I, I didn't see anybody else besides number 45. And <laughs> After uh, everybody was showing me a clip of Mason Wake trying to jump on, <laughs> jump on Samson, everybody's celebrating. I come and undercut him, but yeah, I was so locked in. It was just so exciting for him. I mean, obviously my brother, but uh, how it was for him to be able to score against his former team and just the uh, the roar of the crowd that game and just the excitement of being in a Utah game. It was just everything added up to the pinnacle, and it was it was so fun to be a part of. <laughs> I think I broke, I've, I may have hurt Samson because I punched him really hard, but as a little brother, he deserved it. <laughs> There's Puka Nakua. Now here's the head coach, Kalani Sataki, who loves the offense, but he's got a few things to say about the defense. Kalani, what do you take away from that game? Because the offense played really well. The defense maybe struggled more than we've seen. So how do you kind of balance what you take away from that contest? Well, I think, I think it's pretty evident that the defense needs to do a better job getting off the field and, uh, Definitely disappointed in the second half defense. Um, I felt like our offense was clicking and we're moving the ball and then, you know, doing some really good things. But uh, USF, you have to give them credit. They, they took the, the ball away from us and didn't give it. You know, they, they basically, I don't know what the time possession was, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they they uh, held the ball pretty I mean, I don't know how many possessions did we have in the second half before. Uh, we had maybe three or four possessions in the, in the second half um, for our offense, which is not good, you know. So you find ways to get off the field, um, and I, I do a better job to get our guys ready. So uh, you know, felt the offense came to play, and defense uh, for the first half looked pretty good, and just had to find ways to make plays in, in, in the second half. And give a lot of credit to South Florida. I thought they did some really good things at the quarterback. I can't believe he's a young freshman, but. And he, he can escape and run. Uh, felt like we couldn't keep him contained, and he was he was really athletic. You know, we uh, he escaped a bunch of a bunch of possible sacks, and so we had to give them a lot of credit. Uh, they made some plays, and, and uh, we didn't we didn't make enough on defense in the second half, especially that that would make me really happy. So, offensively, I thought we were good. Def- uh, special special teams. Obviously, he had a field goal blocked. I don't know if it was a low kick. Seemed like that to me. But um, got to find a way to, to make those more automatic and, and get points on the board. So, uh, disappointed. But thankful we got the win. Told our guys that uh, no long faces in the locker room. You know, we, we want to play our best. Uh, I don't think we played our best as, as a complete team. But I think there's some really promising things, considering, you know, with, with our backup quarterback, um, some really good things that we saw on the field. So um, I think it's kind of tail of two sides and, and then special teams-wise we have to see more on film. But, uh, didn't really have much opportunity for more punt returns or um, anything with kick returns because kick the ball kicked in the end zone pretty much every time. I also wanted to ask about that injury status. It seemed like there were a lot of guys dinged up both coming into the game and then also a lot of guys going out during the game. How did 
how, how did you see that? How are, what, what's the status there as far as health goes? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of guys that are banged up. So I, I don't, um, n- nobody gone for the year. So that we know of right now, we'll still, I mean, it's, it's, the guys are hurt and, and banged up and not a hundred percent, but I think they'll be, they'll be okay. And so there may be some questionable guys come for this next, uh, game next Friday. We'll have to wait and see probably give you more information on Monday. Um, the guys that did not play tonight, I believe it was a Tyler Batty and, um, nice. Amahe didn't play They they, Felt like they could have gone, but um, we're not going to play guys if they can't practice. We didn't feel like they had enough practice time. And so, you know, that would have been helpful to have those two guys in, in a, a D line. But um, it was good for opportunity for those other guys to learn and, and some younger guys to get more reps. But um, almost almost gave it away, you know. So um, I'm trying to think. Jaron obviously is uh, – we thought he would be ready to go. And, and from the um, advice of, of our – uh, medical staff, they decided that it was probably best for him to hold him out. And I think if you asked him, he was ready. He was, he wanted to go, but we have to be smart. We have to save our guys from themselves even, and then make the right move. And we felt good about Baylor entering this game. Um, I think some other guys got banged up and went out and never came back. I, I'm trying to think of who uh, Harris Chance got banged up, but um, we feel like he, we'll see what happens. We think he could come back. Uh, for next week, um, who else? Mason Wake went out, and I think the same thing. We, we think he can come. We can get him back. Um, anybody? Caleb Christensen. Uh, we'll see how how, how that looks uh, tomorrow, but we're hopeful. And um, but nobody is nobody's counted out yet for for next week of the guys that they went out. And then uh, we're pretty sure we can get. Uh, Batty and Nice are back, and then we have to wait and see what happens with with Jaron. But we're 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 feeling pretty good about him getting being back as well. Mitch and then Dick. Lonnie, you mentioned that uh, Batty and Nice didn't practice much this week. Did, was Jaron able to practice at all leading up to tonight? Not effectively, not not enough for for us to feel good about it. I mean, we every day seemed like he was getting better and better, but um, just wasn't enough. For, and, and then at the same time, Baylor was practicing really well, and so uh, we felt the, we felt like going into this game maybe Baylor would be the starter, would be the right move, and then have Jaron as a backup. But um, I think having Jaron as a backup was probably a little too tempting to might to use him a little bit. And so I, I think we did the right thing by being safe and, and, and cautious, uh, just watching out for him. And so that, I think that's what we ended up doing. We, we ended up shifting it out and just not even dressing him just to, to stay away from the temptation of putting him on the field before he's ready. Before you get into the film study this weekend, what, what are your initial reaction as far as a positive that came out of this game in your opinion? Yeah, we found a way to grind it out and win the game. I mean, I, I thought um, wins are really hard in college football. And so, although we're disappointed, I'm disappointed in some of the things that happened tonight. I think we have to be thankful that we were able to get the win. And you have to give credit to South Florida for some of the things that they did. They saw an opportunity to play uh, here, and, and they showed up. And I, th- I thought um, Jeff Scott did a great job getting his team ready. They, they were excited to play in front of our crowd. And, um, you know, they made a game of it. And so I, I had to give them a lot of credit. But I know we can play better. I know we can do a lot better, especially on defense. 
Uh, offensively, I, I was really pleased with a lot of things that we saw. We just got to find ways to, to score points and get in the end zone, not have to always rely on going for it on fourth down. So, I, I mean, things are fixed, but I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit impatient because I want to, I want to be better right now. <laughs> Coach, this is the first game you've uh, missed. Keenan Peely, a big emotional leader for you. How do you think that the changes that you made in his absence worked? Um, what kind of things did you look like? What the kind of things did you not like? Well, we, we decided to put Chaz a little bit more up in the box and play him at linebacker. Um, we had Ben Bywater and Chaz and Max and Peyton kind of rotate a little bit um, up there trying to keep them all fresh. But <clears throat> hard, hard to replace Keenan and, and, and all the, all the experience that he has there. But uh, I thought our guys did pretty good. I, I really feel like uh, some of the issues that we had it, were just not getting out of drives and, and, and allowing um, um, McLean to just extend plays, you know, where we felt like we were closer we couldn't contain him. So um, we have to do a better job than that. But uh, because we're going against uh, two really athletic quarterbacks this next week. So that can't be <coughs> an excuse that, uh, that uh, you know, it's an athletic guy because there's athletic quarterbacks all over the place. And, and uh, Utah State has a couple of them. So um, that's – we just have to do a better job. And I have to do a better job of coaching, getting them, getting them in a better position to make tackles and trust their assignments and their technique. Just a follow-up, Coach, you said there were some long faces in the locker room. What what was your point of interest when you, when you talked to them? What did you want to get across right after the game? Well, the, the, I, I wanted to remind them that winning's hard and uh, appreciate the, the game and respect the game by – uh, celebrating. I also remind them that the celebration has to be a little quicker because the game's coming up quick. We lose a day. And so uh, ask them to be smart and, and get their rest tonight, go to church tomorrow, and be ready to, to, to go to Logan next week. You know, so uh, the guys really expect, expect a lot from themselves and they can be hard on themselves. And so I, sometimes it's okay that, that uh, they're really hard on themselves. They have the standard of, of uh, expectation and to perform, but I, I need to also let them know it's okay to, to make mistakes and it's okay to be uh, thankful that you were to grind out a win. And so uh, hopefully, you know, the, the long faces will turn into something more positive and will get us to, so we can focus on, on getting better and making sure that we play a complete game next week. Thank you, coach. Sam and then Jared. Coach, uh, you talked about having one fewer day this week to prepare, obviously, with the game on Friday. Uh, how does that change your your regular routine for this upcoming week? Um, we don't do anything on Sunday. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, do some treatment and stuff like that. But other than that, uh, we'll have to just – we just lose a day of prep. I mean, we we feel good about our, our – our, uh, things that we can do as a team, feel good about our foundation on, on what we've done with install. Obviously, we have to look at, at, at the film in Utah State because we haven't seen a lot of it other than some of the things that we've seen them when they play games and stuff. They played earlier this morning, so a lot of our guys watch that game. Um, but other than that, we, we, there's not a lot that we know other than, than the stuff I, that we've seen in, in, on games and 
highlights and stuff like that. And they have a really good team. I think uh, Blake's doing a good job getting those guys ready. They, they seem to have a lot of uh, guys that, that new players that came in and fit right into what they want to get accomplished on, on the field. And so uh, a lot of respect to them and their fans. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a rivalry game for us. It's one that we, we've been very, uh, you know, we, we've been familiar with seeing them uh, year to year. So I'm looking forward to going up there and playing that game and, and, and hoping that, that we can show better than what we did tonight. We've talked a lot about the second half, but we got to talk about the first half because you built a 28 to six lead. The offense scored on four of five possessions. You know, the defense bent a couple of times, but only surrendered a couple of field goals. That was a pretty good start to the game. What, what'd you see there? Yeah, I like that. I mean, I, th- I think if you can score that many points that early, then, then you're going to be in a good, good spot. And so just really happy with, with what we saw from, from uh, you know all three phases, I thought they did a really good job. Um, we were able to get uh, force them into field goals, and and uh, we felt really good about where we're at. The uh, it just the second half was just it's just a kind of a dark cloud over the second the game because the second half just isn't our style of football that we're used to seeing from our defense. Um, and then and then we'd like to get the ball more to our offense, and so it's hard to score points when you don't have a lot of possessions and and. Um, but I was thankful that we got the win. I was thankful that our guys were able to to get out there and grind it out and, and figure out a way to, to, to get the win for us. There's Kalani Sataki. We'll have more in a moment. Stay with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.